0: Hi, I'm Andrarki, head of communications for Steemit. And in today's episode of the Steemit podcast, I interview Young Hui, the founder of Steam Hunt. It's like Product Hunt, but it's powered by a blockchain, the Steam blockchain to be specific. In our discussion, he discussed the entire ecosystem of apps that he's building, including the app that he launched today, Review Hunt. I conducted this interview a few months back, but considering the announcement that they made today, I figured today would be the perfect time to release this podcast. So he's got extensive experience inside large corporations, but he's also a serial entrepreneur. So for anyone out there thinking about starting a business in the tech industry or in the blockchain world, I think the insights that he delivers in this interview are priceless. And I hope you enjoy the conversation.
1: Uh, My name is Young Hui. Um, I'm a co-founder and designer of Steam Hunt. Uh, I actually am kind of serial uh, startup entrepreneur. I used to make uh, about three to five more products before I make Steam Hunt. It's mostly about the applications or web services. And um, before that, I used to work for actually big companies. So, uh, my career path is quite unique because I used to work for big companies uh, as a kind of salaryman. And then I kind of bored. So I tried to make my own business and my own products. And then I found this world of Steam Blockchain. And then I'm really fascinated with this. So I make the Steam Hunt uh, right now.
0: And so are you, uh, were you a developer at, at all of these companies?
1: No, I'm. my main role is actually design and, and product uh, maker. Uh, but before, when I'm working for a big company, I was just like a strategy planner. I was nothing related to with any tech things at all.
0: You know, that's funny you say that because I've I've been playing with this idea that part of what makes Steam so special is that it creates this opportunity for anybody to get involved in tech. Like I was a lawyer before and wow. yeah. And, I, and then I was in real estate, but I always wanted to get into tech and I never knew how to do it. And obviously I think our paths were hugely different, but it's like steam creates this huge surface area that enables anyone to come in. If you're an artist, if you're a poet, whatever. If you're a marketer, there's, there's more ways in than just being an engineer. So it was, it's really interesting to, to know that you, you don't have a development background, but it makes sense because Steam Hunt is, is a really well-designed application. And, and in fact, the whole, the whole ecosystem you're building is extremely well-designed. So maybe now you can tell us a bit more about what Steam Hunt is.
1: Yep. Steam Hunt is all about the, um the tech early adapters actually, like a product sharing and discussion uh, community platform.
0: And there's other components to Steam Hunt. There's Idea Hunt, there's Review Hunt. I mean, I guess those are sec- separate products. How do they all fit together? Yeah.
1: Um, actually, we just started from Steam Hunt to just to make the uh, like the product sharing community. And then we found out that actually their knowledge and passions are more like assets that other Makers and companies maybe want to utilize that's what we found, so that's why we wanted to expand this scope to be more like a breaching between makers and companies. so we are creating Hunt platform so Hunt platform is like a, by utilizing those kind of tech adapters, so we invite other companies and makers to utilize their knowledges like to spreading out their their product knowledges so. Under this loop, we have Steam Hunt right now, and we're building Review Hunt, which is gonna be launched in uh, second quarter of this year. And we're also uh, planning to have Idea Hunt, uh, which is gonna be uh, at the end of this year.
0: And do all of these products, do they have the same customer? Like, who is the group yeah. of people that are gonna be most excited about the products you're building? So
1: it's- it's gonna be all about the uh, tech early adopters. Like, so there are some kind of people, probably call sometimes them like uh, geeks or like you know, some kind of tech people. Like they always love to say, hey, did you guys check out this yesterday? You know, like uh, on an Apple uh, WWDC or those kind of conferences. Hey, did you guys check out about this? You know, Those kind of people. So these are all same user paths so now we, we're gonna approach but they are also in Reddit, or product or, or hacker news, or Kickstarter platform. So that's why we want to build some unified uh, ecosystem, targeting those tech early adopters that, I mean, where they can utilize their, their knowledges uh, to promote some company's products, or, or running some crowdfunding, so to sort of those kind of actions.
0: And so what unique value propositions do you offer to, to, to that group of people that are gonna make Steam Hunt stand out uh, among the competition? So
1: it's like a, like a set, like it's kind of, I, I actually call it Decapita, like, you know, like a capital, Capita, capital So for example, Imagine you're like some kind of like a tacky person, like you always like in a Reddit and then share something in your subreddits, right? That doesn't, that is not your asset. You're just doing for fun, right? But some company actually want you to talk about their product or want you to review about their product. So your knowledge actually can be an asset. So our unique value proposition is that we turned your knowledge and passion to be some quantifiable assets by using our token economy. This is kind of unique proposition. So to be short, like if you're knowledgeable technical adopters, you can earn crypto rewards based on the contributions and your, your, your
0: knowledge. Could you go into some detail about why you decided to use Steam? I know you're also using Ethereum, so you can feel free to talk about how you're using both of the blockchains. I'm just wondering if you could explain your decision making process with respect to the blockchain protocols that you leverage inside this ecosystem.
1: Yeah. So it is quite clear why we choose Steam Blockchain, because this is the kind of the biggest blockchain ecosystem where there's are like real users. That was the most important fact for us. Like we're kind of product makers, so we make product that actually people use. So we're looking for the blockchain ecosystem and then we didn't find any other blockch- blockchains like community like where there are real users actually using those products. So this is the, this is the most important reason why we choose Steam Blockchain. And also Steam Blockchain is quite uh, easy and efficient for any DAAP developer just like very quickly to create something on top of blockchain. If you're not using Steam blockchain, if you're using other blockchain, it is very, very difficult. It takes lots of time to build something workable to something like a kind of actually can, people, can, people can use. So this is kind of the most important reason why we choose blockchain, uh, Steam blockchain. But uh, in terms of token economy, we need our own token economy, which is called Hunt tokens. So we are actually targeting to create the uh, HUNTS token based on this uh, smart media token system. That's uh, kind of a little bit delayed at this moment. That's why we're using Ethereum token right now for, uh, kind of as a temporary. But um, there's also actually beneficial to utilize this Ethereum basis too, because uh, so we have user because of Steam blockchain, but uh, we're using Ethereum based token system. So it's quite easy to approach in the exchanges or outside of the market, outside of the Steam, Steam blockchain market. So we're taking both sides of benefits now.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It reminds me of kind of what Steam Monsters is doing with Tron. And, right. uh, you know, if it gives Ethereum users an opportunity to move their capital into Steam, that's that's fine by me. And I can even see in the future, if you have your ERC-20 token and you have your SMT, and they're trading against one another, you know, it's it, it's a multi-chain thing through, through your app. I think, um, w- you know, what's gonna make a big impact is that all of the Ethereum transfers are probably gonna be extremely high cost. But if Ethereum users wanna pay that cost, that's fine. Whereas with the SMT, all of the transactions will will be feeless and they'll be fast. So I think that Steam will have an advantage in that department, but I'm sure that there will be people who want both tokens. And if you want to throw in another token for Tron, whatever, the more tokens, the better. That's what's fun about all this stuff, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
0: So um, do you have any crazy stories? You've been starting up a company in a very volatile and scary and new space. Uh, Anything crazy happen yet? Anything super interesting that you didn't see coming?
1: uh, related to the steam project or. Yeah, I
0: mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 I guess it's just been smooth sailing for you. It's been kind of a stable uh, process.
1: Okay. Actually, I, I kind of want to explain how, uh, I met my co-founder. Like, I think that our team is quite unique, uh, because we used to work for over three years so far together. We built, we built more than five products so far together. But uh, when we met first time, it was quite unique. We met uh, in a hackathon in Korea, South Korea. Um, Actually at the time I was like, I never had any startup experiences. So uh, I actually went to hackathon to meet someone who want to do something together for startup. And uh, there was my co-founder, he came very late. And uh, I kind of approached him to, to, to have a team together. Um, but um, he was actually quite cocky at the time because he went to hackathon just for holiday. I mean, he had holiday, but his holiday is something like canceled. So he just came to hackathon to be fun. So we had completely different needs. I'm very serious. I was very serious at the time. But I had to keep... Like, dating like, hey, let's make the team together, blah, blah, blah. So at the end, we made a team together. But uh, we actually won the best prize in the hackathon. Um, uh, like, at the time, I had nothing, no idea of how to make the tech products. But uh, my co-founder was quite talented at the time. So uh, we could have lots of synergies in the team. And then we make the best prize at the time. Uh, so, so that's how we have some kind of feelings to work something together, but still he didn't decide at the time to do something with me. So we had one year, about one year, like a part-time commitment period first. So we made some like some kind of some small projects first. So he was also working for, for for startup. And I was also, I worked for my company. So we just committed for part-time for one year to make some uh, commitment and then check our like, you know partnerships. And then we decided to have full commitment together. So yeah, I think this is quite unique uh, yeah, moment to have a team.
0: Yeah. I've been talking to a lot of entrepreneurs in the space and teams in the space, Agrode from Steam Monsters. And, and this theme keeps coming up, first of all, of the importance of having complementary team members, right? Agrode is the community person and Yabupi Matt is the developer, and they're very different personalities, but they work together well. And I don't think you'll ever know who you're going to work really well with and who you're going to be very right. Um, yeah. So it, it's interesting that you know the process was that kind of long, drawn out. And I think that for any good team, that that process of meeting one another and forming the team, it's always unique and special because you can't, you can't force the creation of a great company. So I think that was a super interesting insight. And I, I, I think it definitely highlights what, what I've been seeing, what I was talking about with Agrode, which is that, first of all, you definitely can't build a company on your own. Definitely. <laughs> it, definitely you yeah, least, yeah he, he, he is adamant that you need at least two people Ideally one uh, engineering person, one one non-engineering person. I'm more of the mind that you need three, that it's engineering, um, business, and marketing. And marketing is kind of community and stuff like that. But, but that's really semantics, you know? Does that make yeah. sense?
1: Yeah, you know, actually meeting the co-founder is Extremely unique moment in your life, in my opinion. Like, like, so we used to work like over three years. Um, we have to share almost everything, uh, like mostly about product, of course, not the personal life, but <laughs> like. Well, you, we you have, lose the personal <laughs> life.
0: You don't have a person. That's true. Life anymore, so it's that, awful.
1: That, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, we lose a lot, a lot of personal life. I right? so ended up. Co-founder is the, the most person that I have to talk and meet every day, share my thoughts and everything. So I think this is a very important moment. If I can make some, uh, some, some co-founder that I can completely believe and have some synergy, this is pretty amazing life moment, I think.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I would, I would extend it even further to say that you. I think it's important especially if you're a tech startup that you kind of feel the same way about everybody on your team because they are going to become such important parts of your life. And I know that I couldn't have stayed at Steemit and put in the hours that I have and Mm -hmm. stress that I've had. If I didn't really, really love the people that I work with and um, what's, there's this weird situation that I'm in now where we had grown as a company very much and I lost track of everybody that I worked with and there were all these people and we weren't all involved in the process it was just like let's just grow fast and then the market went south on us and we really had to you know really shrink the team tremendously and what we've been left with are the people that I've been working like that happen to be all the people I like the most who I've been working with the longest. And the team is just so strong. And it's, it's, it's really rejuvenated my, my excitement about, about the project, but it's all because these are incredibly great, incredibly talented people who have been, I mean, I'm, you know, we, people left the company, right? People didn't like us and they left and, you know, um, we didn't like some people and we had to let them go. And then un- unfortunately there were layoffs too, which were people that we liked, but we had to let go. And now yeah. it's like this tight knit group of people and it's, it's they They have to be friends. And I think it, part of it is because culture is so important when you're building a company from scratch and, you're really building a community, right? I think what what Steam has tapped into is is that it's not a blockchain technology, it's not an internet technology, it's a community technology. And we we use these these new innovations, blockchains, cryptocurrencies, peer-to-peer protocols to power this community technology but it's, it's the community that's the most valuable thing, which is what you found when you were, when you were deciding how to build Steam on, right?
1: This should be called as human blockchain technology.
0: <laughs> human block, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's the new marketing angle.
1: You know, like actually, uh, of course that was a very difficult time for you guys. Uh, lots of people have had to leave the company. But um, after that, did you realize that these, entire STEAM community has a lot of things going on after that. You know? So it becomes actually more solid and more tightened with each other as a community. And people are, people become more active to do something on top of this amazing uh, community. So for example, the yeah, STEAM Foundation and STEAM Business Alliance and lots of devs are trying very new tracks. Yeah, we're doing lots of new tracks right now. Activate is doing their own smart way. Utopian is trying to do something uh, very unique. Steam Monster, of course, is leveraging Tron blockchain. So, yeah, I think that became quite good, act- I mean, instance, instance uh, event for all of us.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I've always tried to promote the idea that whenever we don't do something it's an opportunity for other developers and for community members to fill that gap and I think that that was a very concentrated high uh, consequence time that really showed people like we can't rely on Steemit to do everything we're gonna have to do some stuff on our own I think we would much rather it be more of a controlled, collaborative process where we're not trying to do everything, and we're we're concentrating on what we're good at, and we're working with the community to let them know what uh, what we think they should be doing, and assisting them in doing what they think needs to be added to this to this open ecosystem. And we're definitely moving forward as a company trying to execute on that and. Uh, I just had a great conversation with our team about the roadmap that we're developing, and it's definitely a priority for us to communicate better with the with the community, to accept their 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 pull requests for for Steemit.com. We've got a community hard fork coming up from the block trades development of the of the worker proposal system. So I I believe that we're we're moving forward in a much more uh, collaborative way so that the community can be empowered to solve lots of problems without us having to go nearly out of business in order for them to appreciate it.
1: That's how the unicorn startups like a initial stage, you know, like we are kind of startup co-founders together, Steemit Inc and all community, we are (laughs) co-founders.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Matt Starkey from Oracle D likes to, say, likes to put it that way, and it's such an astute observation. Like, Steam is the world's largest startup.
1: You're right. We are actually making very unique, like that any other blockchain ecosystem uh, ever tried. Yeah. They're just like, they haven't just tried like something, creating some roadmap, raising huge amounts of fundraising. And then just like over a couple of months, even a couple of years, nobody know what they did. And then just like keep trading in the market. That's all what they did. Yeah. But uh, what we're trying to do, actually there are a couple of other blockchain also following this way too. But team definitely is leading this way. We are co-founding of this blockchain ecosystem together. I think this is pretty amazing aspect.
0: Yeah, and I think that highlights one of the most undervalued aspects of STEAM, which is Proof of Brain, which basically is the autonomous mechanism for distributing the shares in the startup. That's what makes it so special and unique, is that yeah. it's not shares, it's stake, but it accomplishes the same thing. Stake is the, is the ownership mechanism of a totally decentralized startup as in the Steam blockchain. And that's why somebody like you is going to come along and build this great app on Steam because you actually have stake in Steam that you didn't earn by being a miner. That's the thing is people think that blockchain protocols are decentralized because they're maintained by a decentralized network of nodes. But actually, as far as I'm concerned, Steam is the only blockchain that's both decentralized and has a decentralized cryptocurrency and that people are like that that's great that that can't be true bitcoin whatever but then i explain that every other major blockchain distributes all of the tokens to one centralized group which is miners and they're heavily centralized they're a very unique small group of people, whereas anybody can join Steam and begin mining the Steam through creating content, just by earning upvotes and downvotes, for example, on Steam Hunt, by sharing great products that you're coming across, and you guys are tapping into that native mechanism that enables your users to earn stake in that very same protocol, but then you're building your own token on top of it so that you can better incentivize those people, but they'll still be earning Steam. It's a very uh, sophisticated and advanced demonstration of what this technology is capable of.
1: That's true. And also, by leveraging that point, we, uh, we try to have another investment uh, like mechanisms that's only possible in Steam blockchain. So we do have Steam Power Delegation System, right? So SteamHunt actually tried, in my, in my memory, we were the first one who uh, tried by uh, using Steam Delegation, uh, swapping our own tokens. So, it, so probably one year ago, we initiated the, this entire plan. So 500 million tokens issuance plan, and then we start to swap. Our tokens toward the steam power delegation. I think this is very unique way of invest some project. Even a person who just have small amounts of money still can support the product or project, which is impossible in any other world. So right now we created another way. So now we launched. Uh, we listed our token in the exchange, right? So our token now has market value. So we can create. Uh, interest-based based uh, steam power delegation system. So if you delegate steam power to Steamhunt, we try to guarantee 20% yearly interest uh, by using Steam token and Steam dollar and Hunt tokens. I think this is also another cool thing our uh, Steam blockchain can provide.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that. delegation model was super interesting and just to kind of clarify for anybody listening what that enabled anyone to do is i didn't have to give you any of my staked tokens right right? so it's a proof of stake blockchain in order to use it you have to take your tokens out of the token supply and stake them it means you can't spend them what your model enabled people like me to do is say, I'm going to delegate my stake to you. You can use that to upvote content through your platform, reward it with newly created steam, but I can always take it back. You don't take possession of those tokens. In fact, I retain full ownership and possession of them. Instead, you're basically borrowing them to help power your application. And then in return for that kind of loan, you're rewarding me in the, in the native currency of your platform. So it's win, 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 right? Did I get that right?
1: Yeah, that's true. And uh, unique thing is that you also earn the Nadu tokens, the, de- the, the projects tokens by using your steam power delegations. So, like, so we give hunt tokens together uh, for the twenty percent interest. Uh, so, so if you are owner of Steam Power, you are actually kind of investor who can invest all different types of Steam apps. So imagine if Activebit listed their tokens and you delegate them and you earn Active token, you also earn hunt tokens. You can also some other very uh, promising dApps tokens. So this is quite unique propositions, what Steam blockchain can have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So this whole thing is a pretty complicated long-term project. Can you share any insights from this process? I mean, it seems like people doing one-tenth of what you're doing failed to execute, and yet you actually, and I'll admit, I was actually a little bit skeptical about whether you guys would be able to deliver on that, because I didn't, I didn't know you. I didn't know you from anywhere. I just see a post about Steam Hunt, yet I've been you extremely... You imagine, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, <the> <laughs> yeah, you were just crossing your yeah. fingers. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe talk about that. So, so you, you, you weren't confident? So how did you get through it?
1: So it, there were two things, actually. First, um, we found out that the, our users, which is uh, tech early adopters, they're everywhere, literally, in crowdfunding platform, um, or, or like a large tech communities, they're really everywhere in the website, you know, internet, the world of internet. So we thought that we can just expand targeting them to create something utilizing their, their, their time and, and resources by using token model. Imagine if we do this uh, without any token model, then we can't do that. So think about it. if Facebook website and you see on the Facebook, you have a whole different types of products in the Facebook website. You can't use all of them. You're gonna be, you're gonna be kind of like overwhelmed, right? But under the token model system, we can just create a lot of dApps for the same users who share the same token model, which is hunt tokens. This is how we are managing our product roadmap. So now we built Steamont, which is quite stably growing, even sustainable by themselves. Now we can utilize those traffics to transfer to another dApps because we have hunt token, the same token that is gonna use for the other depths. And also we create another DApps for the same user, same persona, providing same value propositions, but different way, uh, different, different, like, different scope. So this is our strategy to expand our depths under the hunt platform.
0: Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it capitalizes An important component of this strategy is just how easy it is to build front ends for Steam. It wouldn't really work if you were building front ends for something like EOS or Ethereum, where it's incredibly complicated because you're basically dealing with a C++ or a solidity back end, And so it's not as straightforward as building a front end using all of the web development tools you've been using for the last 20 years. So I guess it makes sense. So you guys started you were building a product hunt competitor. And then as you're building, you realize that it would actually function better if you provided more specific tools for, yes. for user groups within your customer base. And because it was so easy to fire up another, a more custom tailored web interface, it made sense to do it. Is that right?
1: That's, that's, that's correct. So that's why nowadays I I actually kind of using my own marketing line of our strategies. Like two years ago, even just one year ago, whole blockchain scene was like all mainnet competitions. Steam was one of the main people, main mainnets. So like the paradigm was who created better Ethereum, who created better EOS. STEAM, those kind of mainnet competition was the main concept one year ago. Right now, 2019, or even next year, I think that the paradigm will be shifted, centered by the killer dApps. Like, still mainnet is very important, but we believe that only the the mainnet blockchain, which has the real users and value, will be survived at the end. I'm sure the Steam will be one of them. And then they will keep growing as a platform. But what we are observing that they're gonna have killer dApp, which utilize kind of multiple blockchain mainnets. Even it could be just one blockchain mainnet, but it doesn't need to be. But they have huge amount of front-end users. The users may not realize that they're using Steam dApps or EOSpaces dApps. They just have their values from decentralized aspects. But the killer that can support that, that's what we're seeing for the next uh, trend. And that's what we're trying to do actually under the hunt platform loop. So we are creating steam hunt, review hunt, idea hunt, any hunt targeting the same user persona by utilizing steam blockchain, Ethereum, all types of blockchain technology that we need to use.
0: Yeah, I think it's a brilliant strategy, and I think that you are really pioneering in the blockchain space. I I couldn't agree with you more with respect to the trend uh, in the space. One of the things I've been saying actually for for a long time now is that Amazon Mm -hmm. is not a protocol company, right? right? The most valuable company in the world, one of the most valuable companies in the world. It's not a protocol company, right? It uses the internet. How much more valuable is Amazon than the internet, right? It, if, I didn't, if I wasn't working for Steemit and we weren't a protocol team, I would be building the next Amazon, the next company on top of the protocol because I, there's all this competition in the protocol space. And trust me, you don't want to compete with us and you don't want to compete with Vitalik or Dan Larimer. Why are you yeah. doing that? just build a business like everybody else, you know? Right. The sky's the limit, <laughs> so, so I, I couldn't agree more and I, I think you're spot on. I think from our perspective, you know, we look at it in a very similar way. I think as a team, w- what we feel is that we wanna establish ourselves as an order of magnitude superior for powering r- real-time web applications. And and a huge component of web applications is user-generated content. So, so we focus on making sure it's a great experience for web apps, making sure that you can interact with the blockchain in real time. It's fast, it's free to use, and it supports user-generated content. And we think that if we just focus on that and optimizing the blockchain for that and leaving room for customization through custom JSON ops, right? soft consensus, um, that we can create a wedge for ourselves in the ecosystem. Do you agree? Does that make sense?
1: Yes, definitely agree. Especially for the, like, the JSON part, the API system is absolutely the best and the easiest to use because even, I'm not a non-programmer, I'm just a designer, but I, I know a little bit base level of coding. But if I just study kind of like a couple of hours by, by watching the YouTube video, there are actually tons of YouTube videos talking about how to make steam dApps. When I'm watching, and then I can make something very basic level of steam dApps, if I try to make some uh, Ethereum-based dApp by myself, I have to probably study at least a couple of weeks and have to understand solidity, and it's still very complicated. So, we have, yeah, I completely agree that Steam Blockchain is definitely the turnkey blockchain uh, provider. Like, any dev developer just quickly come and then create something and then utilize the benefits of decentralized system.
0: Yeah. Cool. So, maybe we could do some rapid-fire questions. Okay. Um, what was the most important lesson you've learned that you'd like to pass on to other people following your footsteps? Somebody's building a blockchain app, you made mistakes, you learned hard lessons. What's the most important lesson you'd like to pass on to that person so that they don't make the same mistake?
1: Um, I'm not sure if I can say that, but um, we realized that uh, in the blockchain system, there are tons of genius abusers. Far more genius than us. So, so yeah, last year when uh, Steamont has suddenly lots of traffic because of our uh, unique uh, Steam Power Delegation program. So we got suddenly like over 500% user growth within two weeks. So we we're not that ready at the time, but we have to run the product. And then our reward pool became like uh, more than 20 times bigger. So because of that, lots of users came to our product as well as the abusers. So they start to abusing our reward pool. So it took about an year for us to create the abusing detecting system hybrid way. So by us, plus the community. yeah, I really want to uh, uh, talk about this because lots of people think that, hmm, I have social app. Maybe I can just add cryptocurrency to your system. Maybe I can make like a billion, like a unicorn app because people love money. They should not think it that way because you're going to meet tons of abusers just ripping up your system right away. If you're a uh, an owner who has like more than millions of users so which is cool, as reverse size nowadays right so you have millions of users and you suddenly talk about like something your coin so for example facebook coin if you just want to make facebook right away you're going to meet tons of far more genius of users than you so i think many blockchain uh, developer have to go through like all the user bases first and then run some token model for the small users and then create some system and then expand the user bases and also run the token model. So kind of step by step basis so that you can scale your token model uh, for bigger users by minimizing the impact of users. This is like a biggest lesson we learned.
0: I think you actually crammed in like eight Great lessons in there. Um, a couple of things I wanted to touch on. You highlighted one of the other features about being a turnkey blockchain is that it is that it contains a turnkey user base. And one of the biggest challenges when starting a startup that most entrepreneurs are are aware of is building that initial user base. And so, what you actually encountered was that if you build a compelling app on Steam, you can actually get have the opposite problem. You get flooded with users, Um, and if you layer on top, so good news is, if you want to build an initial user base, Steam can be helpful there because it's got an existing community that's ready to adopt apps. Um, But as they come in. It can stress your system, Mm -hmm. which is why Steam's turnkey reward system, I think, is still underappreciated. The fact that you can tie Steam's proof of brain algorithm into your app from from the get-go. We actually know a thing or two about game theory. We've actually been refining this thing for a couple of years. It's as difficult to game as we can certainly make it. And you get to uh, absorb those characteristics. And and I think your point is, use that to learn and and don't be so eager to build your own token system at the beginning. I'm not saying it's a bad idea for the long run by any means. Um, But best case scenario, you create a token that becomes extremely valuable. And like you said, abusers are smarter than you are. And they're more numerous. Yep. So if you actually manage to succeed and build this great token early on, when you don't know anything about blockchain development and you haven't, you know, uh, you're gonna get flooded with abusers and your life is gonna become miserable. And so I, I think you made just so many, so many great and interesting points there for, for anyone thinking about, about developing on, on Steam.
1: We had over 1,000 changes uh, to find out the best fit of the system. It was really tough, tough journey to find the best fit, fitting system. And also I want to address that the, 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 the creating the user detecting system, you require to utilize your community. That's why it takes a lot of time. So we're kind of half and half. We are using our own detecting system. And also, we utilize the community-based reporting system and the user, user score matrix, which is kind of like a hybrid system. So Steamboat can already have very well-designed uh, kind of own uh, user reputation system. This is kind of like a grade in the platform level. But you can be more creative as a debt provider. You can create something on top of it as a hybrid, so we created user score metrics. So on Steam, if you have more stake, Steam power, then you can earn more Steam, uh, Steam reward later, right? In our system, it's kind of half and half. You also have to contribute on our daily, like a, a variety of aspects in our website, our, our community. And that all contributions quantified Uh, in, In under the user scores. So we kind of use hybrid system.
0: Yeah, I think that's super smart. I think that there's a common problem I see in the blockchain space where engineers, being engineers, think that the solution to every problem is developing a perfect algorithm. And I think the approach that we take with respect to how we maintain the game theoretical security of the system is we actually try to keep the the mechanism extremely simple. Um, And understanding that the community, only community can solve some problems, only users, self-regulating, developing norms, building culture, only that can solve a lot of the problems. You can only build an algorithm that's so good and i absolutely believe that that you're right that when you're building an app on top of steam you're building you're trying to build another community you're trying to build a new niche and that's going to have all kinds of different problems that will need to be solved by human beings using their eyes using their brains to assess whether something is right or wrong so i think understanding the importance of community, not just in like that ephemeral sense. Oh, of course people matter, blah, blah, blah. No, that this is, if you're building a product for people, it's going to take a core group of users to ensure that it's being used properly. And you just can't automate that away.
1: That's that's correct. Yeah.
0: So my next question was going to be whether there was a particular lesson that was the most surprising. I mean, you might have answered this already, but was there anything else that was a huge shock? You just you didn't see this challenge or opportunity coming.
1: Actually, it happened recently. <laughs> so, <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, we we're we kind of startup people, our team. So we follow the general startup practice. So you know, general prog- general startup practice means that. You create some prototype product first, and then build your like, users who love your product, very small number. And then you run your product and keep developing. And once you are ready to scale your product, then you start fundraising because you need money to scale up, right? This is kind of general pattern. We're just taking this path because we're just startup people. We realized that lots of blockchain project do not follow that pattern, and it's kind of opposite way. So they just raise huge amount of funds by using just like fancy team, uh, fancy uh, white paper, roadmaps, and uh, private sales, all the media exposures, and the ICO rating site. Turns out that is this kind of like all money things. You have to pay actually money to get the high rate of ICOs we just knew nowadays. But anyway those kind of things, and then you earn lots of money, then you start to create something. This is kind of opposite way. We thought that we we're doing the right way. So we thought that after we list, I mean, we come out to the ex, ex, external uh, market, which is exchanges, we thought that people can also understand the value of our real product, uh, which is just quite struggling at this moment. Um, so, we found out that we need another way to trans- deliver these kind of valuations for uh, external, uh, ex- ex- external investors, too. We need to have some different strategies to, to, to get through that. So, this is kind of another challenge at this moment for us. But we love challenges. So, yeah, of course, uh, our early investors who participate in IEO. Uh, The prices are a little bit lower right now, but uh, we are quite strongly confident that we will create, we will find out the solution very soon. And then we will find the way to deliver our real valuations on the market value. So, yeah, this is kind of like a recent shocking uh, challenges we are having right now. Yeah, but also we're very free to solve.
0: Yeah, that... It's funny you, you say that because that's one of the surprising things that that I've noticed over my tenure, uh, the, the, the first problem you mentioned of, of how many of these organizations are not integrating like common lean startup methodology right You launch an MVP something really basic and you begin testing it against your users and get their feedback and, and you build and then you iterate and instead they're doing like literally the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do they're they're acting like you can architect this entire ecosystem forget one product hundreds like dozens of products and you're going to architect it perfect from the beginning and that's exactly that's like the first lesson of lean startup methodology is don't do that You will fail, you will go out of business. And I definitely think that the strategy that you're approaching, I mean, we've kind of struggled with it too, right? What you're dealing with is just kind of a reflection of what we've dealt with where we're out there going, we've got a real product. We've got the biggest social application on a blockchain in the world. And the market is just like, yeah, what have you done for me lately? They'd much rather speculate on something that doesn't exist than invest in something that does and is demonstrating value. But I definitely believe that the real products will win out over the long run because they're delivering real value. And it's just a question of when will the space come along? I think that part of the problem is that they're not used to thinking about Steam apps and they're not used to thinking about the Steam blockchain. So they're more accustomed to these other blockchains that generate vaporware. So they've developed all of these complicated metrics for analyzing the liquidity and you know, analyzing these apps that people don't use. So they've developed this whole framework for analyzing essentially bad apps. So when they actually see a good app, they don't know what to do with it, right?
1: Yeah. But there's a lesson learned, actually, recently we, we, we we're, we're kind of have right now. Um, we thought that that's, So current practice is bad. What we've done is good. Because we have real product. The investor have to understand. That was a mistake. I mean, so in terms of investors, their biggest goal is anyway, get return of your investment, right? But in the startup scene, there was that plan. There was that pathway. So when you go to the angel round, and seed round, seed way to exit or IPO, there is that round. So there is kind of already already there's a pathway you earn your return of investment. In this world, crypto world, that's whole broken. I mean, both positively and negatively. Then there's completely new world. So the way the investor get invest, return of investment are completely different. So we can't just pursue this way or in this way. So I said we're kind of thrilled to find the solution. The reason why we say that, because we found the best uh, intermediate way to utilize both benefits. So we still, yeah, we're still pursuing our own practices. So we are going to grow based on our product and users. That's never going to change. But we have to link the valuation of the market with our product demands. So for example, we're creating review hunt right now and via the other review hunt, companies will purchase our review credits to use the hunters for their marketing. We're going to link those review credit purchases directly to the uh, exchange markets by using their API. So technically, if we expand our sales, if we expand our product it would directly link to the token demands. We found out that this is going to be kind of very new way of generating token demands. Right now, the token demands are generally come from like pump and dump based materials. Like, hey, this project, we're going to have mainnet launch next week. Oh really? And then people start to buy like price expectations. This is only token demands nowadays, but we kind of, think that this way of creating token demands will have lots of values, unique values than any other blockchain products. So that's why we're thrilled to find this solution.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's a really elegant solution to the problem. And it also highlights the appropriate way to, to venture into this space, which is that because it's so new, there's so many new problems. And yes, they're extremely hard problems. But if you figure out how to solve them, you get to capitalize on the value. And I think what you've done is come up with essentially a very innovative advertising model, right? Which is a very traditional one of the things I've been trying to advocate for lately is going back to more traditional models. You know. Maybe you should raise a little bit of seed funding from a venture capitalist who has experience building a great company. Maybe you should explore traditional monetization mechanisms like advertising, but figure out how you can leverage these new technologies to do it better than anyone else and deliver an experience that's better for users, more transparent for users than anything else out there, Right? right? All right, so we've covered, I think, all of the major questions I wanted to ask. Is there any last message you want to send? Is there? Should they just go to steamhunt.com? What, do you, what, what else do you want to communicate to anyone who might be listening to this?
1: So we are right now uh, steamhunt.com, which is our live product. And also we're creating hunt platform on top of it. Our journey will be a little bit unique way than any other uh, blockchain project so far we are more like a startup people and product based people so we think that and we're confident that we're gonna create something that is any other uh, people in blockchain could, could ever seen so far so we're hi- highly confident about that but we still need lots of challenges and solve the problems so please just come to our community our website and we also have amazing discord community. and then just join that discord and uh, just drop by to see our journey and say some of your advices if If you love your tech gadgets or, or apps and webs or any technologies, you can be even hunter. you can become a hunter and then you can contribute our our, our product. So yeah please join our uh, Steam hunt our community and then uh, please watch out our very unique. Uh, and exciting journey.